Welcome to Scintillations, the podcast where we explore hot takes on the business of branding, consumers, and culture. Each week, we talk to the top minds from businesses shaping tomorrow, cultural thought leaders, and people with an eye out for what's next. Whether you're a marketing professional, entrepreneur, or simply curious about the forces shaping the world of consumer business, we've got you covered. From the latest trends in consumer behavior, to the cutting-edge strategies used by the world's top brands, we'll unpack it all, giving you the insights you'll need to stay ahead of the game. So, join us for scintillating conversations that will help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of modern business, including developments in artificial intelligence tools, like this voiceover. And now, your host, award-winning brand builder, Erica First. Good morning, Liz. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Can you start off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Liz. I am the founder of a company called Why Get Wasted, and we consult with events and help them go low waste and be eco-friendly. And so today we're talking about low waste events and what they are. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what it is, how you got started, why you got started, and specifically what it is that a low-waste event is. Okay, well, how I got started was I've always done entrepreneurship. My background is in fashion originally, including I had a fashion blog that I started in college that I turned into an e-commerce, and I closed it maybe about two years before COVID. And over COVID, I was just thinking about what I really wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do something related to zero waste. It was over quarantine and I was just thinking how much I missed people, how just happiest I am around people and events. I'd always gone to a lot and every single one, I always was like, uh, they are doing this and they're throwing out these cups and I've been into zero waste since college, so it was something I always noticed. Okay, and what exactly is a a zero waste event? There can be different grades of it. You can officially call it a zero waste event and go fully all in. Figure out every area you're causing and creating waste and go through and fix it. And then you can have different tiers. For example, let's take a corporate meeting and you're noticing that of coffee every morning and they have the disposable cups and the little milk is being poured in plastic bottles and you realize you just want to change the coffee or you can be running a conference and you're like this is the highest degree let's not have a single amount of waste as much as realistically possible and let's have influencers in the zero waste space come in and get some promotions that we're doing this and have this be part of our identity and Those are two degrees, I would say, of types of low-waste events. And what are some of the ways, you know, because we may not even be aware of them. So what are some of the ways that we're creating waste in our events? I would say snacks throughout the day are one of the biggest. Yes, the catering can be a problem, but Very often the catering isn't as bad. I'd say the main thing I always notice is just the cups throughout the day. So many times at the water coolers, they're still using disposable cups. 
so many times then with the coffee and the drinks and it's ways you don't think about often again it's the milk in the plastic bottles people always think of the immediate what they have the most interaction with the cups that they throw out and often with the cups people think they might be doing a good job they'll get paper or they'll get compostable but a lot of this stuff that's called compostable needs isn't composted unless it's handled exactly a certain way, washed and then taken to often a commercial compost facility. So people are thinking they're doing the right thing, but they're not. And often even times paper cups are still covered in a layer of plastic and a lot of behind the scenes. Like even if you were to get very go save cups, maybe they're packaged in plastic and then flown on planes to the events. Another very unnecessary thing, I think, is the amount of paper pamphlets that are given at some types of events. I mean, as of now, have a QR code or a PDF. And if, I mean, have a few paper options if a few people request it. But overall, why not just have a QR code you scan with your phone? And also, there's a lot of behind the scenes with the cleaning. That's something people just don't see. But that's a layer we can add in, too. Let's say you use all washable dishes and then they're taken behind the scenes and washed with, say, chemical-based soaps that use chemicals that aren't great for the environment and big plastic bottles. You, throw, you know, four bottles are used to clean them. This is one example. Most likely they're put in commercial-grade dishwashers, but nevertheless, what is what are all the cleaning products packaged and, and what chemical components are the cleaning products made of? And I think people don't think of all the behind the scenes aspects and why would they it's not in front of their face and we're, we have behind the scenes options we can offer companies okay so now are we talking about events that are you know it's talking about corporate events how how big can you scale we can go to anything as of now we've done mainly small and mid-sized events but we can go up to large it just would be a matter of what the company is willing to put in obviously we have to add to the team we have to add to the quantity of products but the option is there so let's say i'm a large company i am doing my annual sales managers meeting there's a couple thousand of us what would you do to structure it so that we are and let's say we want to do a zero waste, like we commit to doing zero waste. zero waste. How would you set us up? Okay, so let's say it's a dinner and then mingling. So first of all, I'd go through the menu with you and I would find a caterer that we were going to work with. And we would go with the caterer, talk about the types of foods they're buying, the eco impact of the foods. We would then figure out where they were buying them from because you can get large quantity foods from farmers markets if you pre-order from certain stands for example and we would work with them to say what kind of packaging is the food being put into when you pick it up are you getting a bunch of still really eco-friendly fish wrapped each one individually in plastic or is there a way they can all be put into a box so that would be one of the big parts is where's the food coming from when the food's brought is it all wrapped in trays covered in plastic or is it being brought in tins with lids there's a lot of legality of how the food is covered and we'd have to work with caterers but there is a way where the tin could be covered that would be one aspect and then again they're 
most likely might be a mingle or a time speaker, maybe before or after food. And again, that would go to what is going on at the water cooler and at coffee machines. Are they using, I mean, again, some of the worst are those little plastic individual packages of coffee. No, there's so many ways you can get coffee. You can get it put into boxes. It doesn't have to be put into plastic packaging. Where's all that coming from? Same with the milk. There's a lot of milks you can get in glass bottles that's returnable. So that would be part of it. Again, I hadn't mentioned the pamphlets. So don't give out paper pamphlets to everybody. Do scanner codes. I assume tables would also have displays and decorations and the event might have decorations. That is a huge issue that people don't talk about a lot. Very often flowers come and there's, you know, really a very uneco story behind where they came from and they come wrapped in plastic. And as soon as they're done, they're tossed in the garbage. So you can find, you know, if you're ordering in bulk, companies are going to really want to work with you too. So where are the flowers coming from? Where, what are they packaged in? Is there a decorations that are just little plastics? And then what's done with the excess food, excess flowers? Because those can all be composted. And again, like other displays, like there'll be structures built. Or those cause huge waste. Those are often just built with materials that are then tossed in the trash. And, you know, if this is a corporation, maybe build one thing that you reuse every year. And then the cleaning system at the end is one. If you can find a location that's carbon neutral, that if you have to do it in your office, you have to do it in your office. But an ideal would be to do it in a place that's carbon neutral. And then there would be little things that would be unique to the idea of your event. Oh, and then if there's giveaways and gift bags and name tags, I can't tell you how often I go to places where they have disposable name tags, even just the little sticky ones. Like, why? You can have name tags that are washable and reusable. That's actually, you can get those. And yeah, the sticky tags, people think paper is no problem. But again, they come wrapped in plastic. Who knows what's in the glue? So yeah, reusable name tags, if that's part of it. And the gifts, party favors, awards. I mean, how many times do you go to get party favors? Do you ever like them? Usually you don't. And I mean, they're cute. Like you're like, oh, this is fun. And then you have a little plastic thing sitting in your home forever or you just toss it out so have the party favors something people can really use or awards something people can really use and if it's huge awards and maybe someone is awarded a company trip you can figure out maybe where are they staying you can go all the way to the level of offering like an eco-friendly hotel flying there's really no choice but you can look into carbon offsets or some things that you just have absolutely no choice on. Like we have to fly. We have to be realistic that we live in the world and not give up our whole lives. So those would be the ways. And I'm sure there are ways I hadn't thought of that. You know, I'd sit down, go through every detail with the company of how they picture the event and offer them solutions. And are you finding there's a lot of carbon neutral locations available for events? No. There's, no. It's, it's hard to find. There's a few, but not a lot. I'm guessing that's something that's going to be expanding. 
And what other, so amongst this sort of like A to Z, because obviously that was very comprehensive of everything. I think some people might be like, okay, get rid of the single use plastic. But then as you said, well, what are they using to wash the silverware with? How's it being transported, et cetera, et cetera. What are some of the new businesses that you see growing up around this idea of zero waste events? Oh my God, there's so much. One I mentioned was name tags. If people are making washable name tags, there are some flower companies that are doing eco-friendly flowers and how they're grown, how they're raised. There is a company that picks up all food waste and donates it and composts any that is not donatable. There are, I've heard of gift bag companies that are doing zero waste gift bags. Those are a few. And I know there's some that even do like low waste, eco-friendly decorations. Like balloons are a big thing. And if you had a wish list of like, I wish these companies that provide this service would be born tomorrow, what companies would they be? Oh God, I think the number one thing that's most concerning right now are microplastics. So it would be everything that tackles the level of single-use plastics that you see. And I think most prevalent, and I think there are some companies doing this, but I think most prevalent are water and coffee, especially as a lot of the paper cups secretly have a layer of plastic in them. And it would be a company that works with coffee, the full process, because part of it's the milk, the sugars, all that extras that even in a bring your own cup, there's still most milk is in plastic or not super eco-friendly situations. So yeah, one that's like A to Z eco-friendly coffee because that's just everywhere you go. Although mm-hmm. there's a lot of ideas I have, but that would, that's, I think, maybe the one that would target the most types of events. And I'll add teas to that too. They also offer teas. And a lot of those tea bags are much worse than we realize. A lot of them have little microplastics. And I think microplastics are the most insidious because people just don't even realize they could think they're plastic free and they're not i can't tell you i mean as someone who does low waste and very into being plastic free there's like every day i'm finding out oh i thought this thing i'm using didn't have plastic but it does so so what's that list for those of us who don't know this because obviously you do the research because this is your passion what should i be aware of well one thing i was saying are some of the tea bags and paper cups can be one. If you have a dog, so poop bags, a lot of the compostable poop bags don't actually get composted. And they're actually, and this goes for other things other than poop bags. That was the thing I was just um, redoing is a lot of them are, they're called compostable, but they just break down faster into microplastics. Hmm. So how does a consumer know? Because a lot of things have, like you say, the poop bags that say that they're compostable, but actually what it means is that they just break down faster into microplastics. How are we supposed to, what should we look for to see if something is genuinely recyclable? 
So this is the huge problem is this is why it needs to be so much more on companies. It's hidden in so many ways. I think there has to come a piece that we can only do so much because we can't do this perfectly. And we really do have to focus a lot more on legislation and companies. So there's just going to be a lot more innovations coming out that are being tested too. So it's going to be easier. For example, mushroom packaging. We'll see where that goes. And you mentioned things like mushroom packaging. What are other innovations that you've seen come up? So this one is so cool. I hope it comes out. There's one that's a seaweed-based packaging that they're thinking of making for water instead of water bottles, like these seaweed pods. And then you can eat them too. That's oh, one I think is so cool. Little balls, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. I love that. I used to work in fashion, so I'm really excited about a lot of the leather replacements. For example, I guess, again, some are with mushrooms. I'm not sure exactly all of them, but they're looking into plant-based leathers because as of now, there's either leather, which is really not great. You know, if you look at the, how the animals treated and the impact of animal farming, that's, you know, not like grass-fed, small farm, and then fake leather or they'll call it vegan leather, often it's just filled with plastic. So they're looking into, I believe, a mushroom-based leather as well as, I have to check what other materials. And then well, this, I think, is so great for... You were talking about the vegan leathers have plastic in them? A lot do. Not Again, it's really research each one. Not all, but a lot of them just use plastic. A lot of plastics. That's interesting because it seems yeah. like such a like positive solution. You know, you can yeah thing out of a plant. Um, but yeah, there are plant-based ones, but there are a lot that have a lot of plastic in them too. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, so let's say I'm a company. I'm really interested in this. Going to be honest, it sounds expensive and difficult. Are there any ways that I can actually save money by going zero waste? Yes, definitely, especially long term. Also, I offer different packages too, where you can do a lot of your work yourself. I'll do an assessment and you can implement it yourself. That's one option. But in terms of long term, you definitely save money long term. Maybe you have to invest a little bit, but let's say, for example, displays. You're buying reusable displays for one example and you're not gonna have to ever pay for them again get some beautiful branded table centers made and in instead of you know whatever disposable arrangements you would normally have that's just one concrete example also people really care about this especially millennials and even more so gen z now you're gonna be generating customer loyalty excitement about a brand especially brands that you know younger customers might be looking at them and thinking not so into this one anymore so uh tell everybody where they can find you if uh, they are looking for some support on helping to reduce or uh zero the waste that they make in their small to large events sure you can find me at whygetwasted.com 
And I'm also really active on Instagram at why get wasted. And also I just want you to know, I will completely meet you where you're at. There's no judgment. I know some places, but there's an idea and concept that there's a lot of pressure to go further, go full waste. If you even just cut out one thing, that's really exciting. And I'm fine to work with you on just selecting one or we can go all out. Every bit helps. So just, you know, I know some people avoid this type of thing because they fear there's going to be a lot of pressure and judgment. There isn't every, if you want to take one little step, that's fantastic. So I'll meet you where you're at and I'm thrilled wherever you're at with this. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a fun conversation. Oh, thanks. Hope to see you again. Definitely.